Hey, Crack fans. Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Welcome back, Crack fans, to another edition of the Crack Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we are joined by a returning champion here to our Crack Rackets podcast. Of course, a man you probably know best as head coach of one of the hottest men's Division I college tennis teams in the country right now. Of course, I'm referring to my head coach, Adam Steinberg, head coach of the University of Michigan men's tennis team, who joins me on today's show to talk about, I don't want to say a historic weekend, because I think that term gets overused, but certainly one of the best weekends of his coaching tenure at the University of Michigan as the Wolverines knock off both Ohio State and Baylor at home by consecutive 4-0 scorelines. And of course, you look for this Wolverine team now, victory at TCU, the number one team in the country right after that TCU team had won the national indoors. Of course, they beat Ohio State indoors 4-0. Ohio State had just one loss on the season, a 4-3 loss to TCU at the National Indoors. Michigan providing them their second loss of the season. Ditto for the Baylor Bears, whose only loss coming into the weekend was a loss to Tennessee in the National Indoor Semifinals. But now, the Wolverines have docked off both teams in dominant fashion. I wanted to talk to Coach Steinberg about what allowed his team to have this level of success. Of course, if you followed Michigan men's tennis closely, as of course I have throughout the duration of my life. You know, this is a team and a program that had certainly start to build so much momentum before the pandemic hit in 2020. They made the National Indoor Semifinals in 2020. 
only to see the season stopped by the pandemic. And of course, last year, all Big Ten teams forced to play a conference-only schedule throughout the season. Thus, I know that this weekend of success meant that much more to these Wolverines, and I wanted to confirm those thoughts with Coach Steinberg. And then, of course, talk to him about the players that have thrived this season, that have allowed this Michigan team to have inordinate amounts of success so far through the year. That, of course, includes some of the younger guys on the roster, right? The rise of Jacob Bickerstaff, the performance of fresh Gavin Young, but then had to talk about the veteran core as well. Fenty, Beattie, Maloney, Styler, what those guys have meant to this program. And of course, how we take this momentum, sorry that we slipped out, but how we take this momentum, capture it and utilize it moving forward through the season. Of course, it is always a fantastic time to get to talk with Coach Steinberg, who I've now known since I was 17 years old and uh, immensely appreciate for his tolerance of all of my nonsense over the years. But again, a little Michigan Wolverine-centric podcast for all of you listeners as we are joined by head coach Adam Steinberg. Of course, before we get to that conversation, have to give a massive thank you to the support we get from our friends at Swing Vision, who are artificial intelligence for your tennis. They are on the forefront of all things innovation right now in the tennis industry. And folks, look, The older you get, the less time you have to spend on court. As such, the moments you get on court, they have to be that much more efficient, right? If you want to continue to get better, continue to maintain your level as a tennis player, well, that's where our friends at Swing Vision help as they provide an app that's going to be able to break down each and every aspect of your game for you so you don't have to waste that money, waste that time going to get a private lesson. It's just, it's that simple, folks. You're going to download the app. You're going to set up your phone as you're playing on a back fence, on a back screen, whatever it may be and then the app will record your entire hitting session. They'll break down the film for you, making it that much easier to see where you need to improve. Again, if you want to learn more about all the things Swing Vision is capable of, just click on the link in the description to this podcast. Eventually, you're going to want to sign up. And when you do, use our promo code CRACK20. Not only will you let them know we sent you there, you'll get $20 off plus a free 14-day pro trial. Again, trust me, folks, we only endorse the products we believe in here at Crack Rackets. We are full-throated believers in all of the things Swing Vision is doing for tennis. Again, it's artificial intelligence for your game. You can learn more about them by clicking on the link in the description to this podcast. Of course, again, use that promo code CRACK20 to let them know we sent you there. But with all of that said, you don't care about the plugs. You want to hear about the latest and greatest in Michigan tennis, so let's get to it. Here is my conversation with my head coach, head coach of the Michigan men's tennis Wolverines, our friend Adam Steinberg. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here to our Cracked Rackets shows. Of course, he's joining us as he is our Cracked Rackets Coach of the Week when it comes to the Division I men's college tennis world. Of course, I know him best as my coach and head coach of the University of Michigan men's tennis team. Welcome back to the show, Coach Adam Steinberg. Coach, 4-0 over Baylor, 4-0 over Ohio State. If you wanted me to call you, you could have just sent a text. Congratulations, my friend. How are you? you doing today great uh thanks for having me alex always fun to be with you love yeah. your sweater today you're looking good <laughs> thank um, you i should have shaved for you if i was truly responsible i would have yeah, shaved look at me um <laughs> i can't tell you that but uh yeah obviously feel great the guys feel great it's been a special couple of weeks for sure Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I want to frame this weekend's success more broadly because I was there in 
what was that, the 2018 season when the group of Alex Knight, Leo Hua, Davis Crocker, Carter Lynn, that entire generation of Michigan tennis players, send you to the Sweet 16 for the first time uh, as coach at Michigan. And then, you know, I was also there in 2020 when your team makes the national indoor semifinals and just this incredible run to start the year. But then, of course, COVID hits in March of 2020 and everything is slowed down. And, you know, again, 2021 season, you guys are only able to play a Big Ten-centric schedule. With that context in mind, I'll speak as a Michigan fan, it made this weekend's success that much more gratifying. Did it feel the same way for you and the team in Ann Arbor? Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, without a doubt. It was um, really emotional because of um, all the things that you talked about and you know, we've been trying to get that feeling back that we had um, on that run at the National Indoors. I really wanted the guys to obviously get that belief back that we had at that moment. And um, we saw that. I saw it a couple weeks ago in the team, and it's it's come to fruition now. So it was, um, yeah, there were a lot of things going through our minds, our hearts, and everything this week. Um, so it's especially gratifying um, for the players, for sure. Yeah, and again, I want to talk about all the individual players, all the individual results, and for our listeners, you'll be able to hear the long-form version of this conversation over on our Cracked Interviews podcast feed. I want to start with the doubles, though, because obviously doubles is something you have prided yourself on with this Michigan team throughout your tenure here. That said, you've played around not only with the doubles pairings, but with the doubles locations, and I know, you know, it felt like this weekend was maybe one of the first times we had a fully healthy roster going into a weekend of action with that said talk to me about the doubles points the pairings you settled on and ultimately how valuable getting those points were this weekend yeah um we was still not 100 percent healthy but who you know nobody is so it's you know everyone's going through something but yeah we pride i mean you said we pride ourselves in our doubles our energy playing together everything that our program's about double spits perfectly. Um, so we, we finally, um, and I always tell the team when we start in January is what you're seeing right now in doubles in March will probably be different, um, as we go along, but we, we feel good about the teams, uh, you know, Maloney and BD, you know, have really stepped up this year and are doing great. And, um, we, we, you know, we finally feel comfortable um, with who's playing where, and we feel like one and two are a little bit interchangeable as well, which always helps just in terms of their level. Um, so no, I, it's been, um, we're on a run now and winning the doubles point, but it's, they've been very, very close. Some of them, uh, you know, like the one against Baylor, I, I really don't know how we won that one, but that's how it goes in these six game sets. I think every coach could say that. Like sometimes you're like, had we lose that, had we win that, because you don't have much time to recover when you blow a, you know, a couple break points or match points. So it's, um, but we, we've been, you know, that's something like you said that we, we work on a lot. We take a lot of pride in for sure. And always have. So. Yeah, 5-4, 40-love down at that two-double yeah. spot against Baylor. And I know, yeah, a couple double. Do you just hand it off to Benny and you just say, you got this court, I'm going to go walk away? Yeah, and then I come back when we get the break points back. And- 
<laughs> and you're like, I'm not back in, I'm back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, all right, let's substitute. No, that's great. And I mean, it's so interesting. You talk about Beatty and Maloney. And again, those two, Styler, Fenty, they were a part of that National Indoor semifinal team. And yeah, you're working in some new faces, certainly uh, in Gavin Young and the Bickerstaffs and the Aaron Schneiders of the world. But I want to talk about those core four in particular because, again, it, particularly watching the Ohio State match, and again, that's the second consecutive year you've beaten the Buckeyes. Familiarity doesn't feel like the right word, but there's just a confidence to this group and a familiarity, it feels like, with this scene. Like, I remember young Pat, freshman, sophomore Pat Maloney, who would get so excited just to be doing anything. Dare I say, it feels like he's been there before. It feels like Fenty has refound that zone where he's just like, I, I don't know if I'm going to win today, but I promise you I'm not going to lose. Is that a fair assessment? Like, uh, watching from afar, again, you don't beat TCU outdoors on the road. You don't beat Baylor and Ohio State at home the fashion you do, unless I feel like you have that sort of confidence. Yeah, I mean, those guys... They really, you know, I told them after the match, the the belief in each other is mm-hmm. is where, you know, I was hoping it would get to. Um, but I also tell them sometimes, you know, we have a, we have four freshmen on the team, and I said, hey, remember when you guys were freshmen? <laughs> and <laughs> you know, just remember that. And they uh, they always go, like, oh yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean they. You know, Andrew has lost some first sets and, you know, Pat's down 5-0 and just, they just, um, it definitely is a confidence that, hey, we're going to fight for each other. We're going to come back. And, you know, that's, you know, it, it took a little while this year. I don't think we had that the first, you know, uh, part of the season. Um, but I, I feel like the last month, for sure, no matter what happens out there, there's still their energy's in the right place. They're they're believing, and not just in themselves. They believe in each other. They really do. They look around and they're like, man, we're gonna come back. We're good, and um, it's pretty cool to see. It's you know, I love watching this team compete. It's great. True story. We obviously Michigan basketball plays on Saturday this past weekend, and we win yep. that game as well. Go to the Sweet 16, men's and women's, by the way. Go into the Sweet 16, I believe. Um, Sunday, you guys play Baylor, and you guys get the 4-0 victory. And I come out and I unleash this massive fist pump. And my roommate Daniel Westoff goes, "Dude, you weren't this excited about the basketball yesterday." And I was like, "Yeah, because <laughs> we're top five in tennis, baby." I was like, "This is all that matters." But I also saw you celebrate. Uh, in the locker room after the weekend. Oh. I, and I know talking to some of the guys, let's just say Coach Becker was rather happy to beat his former school, obviously, in Baylor. What does this success, I know what it means to the guys. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to Coach Becker, the time, you know, again, the effort you guys have given to this program to see this success? Yeah, you um, you saw that in the locker room. I know. To leap that. Uh, no, that that's what it's all about. That's what, to me, college sports are about. That's the most fun times that you have. And you asked me what it means. You know, I always think back to how I started here and, and you know, and how tough it was, um, the transition and, and where we've come from. And I think about that a lot in these matches. And for me, the, you know, after 33 years, and I said this to my wife yesterday, just to 
see their faces after these matches and how happy they are and how much they care. This group is it's just so much fun to be around. We have so much fun away from the court. We get along. Everyone gets along, you know, not every second, but for the most part, it's sure. we get along great. And that's and for Benny, too, we both when we see these guys walk in that locker room and see their faces walking down the hall after these matches, that's what makes it all worthwhile. It's, it's true. It's, um, it's how we feel. So, you know, I always tell them, you know, these memories that they create in in the locker room and, and after these matches during, and, and these times will last forever. So it's it really special for me um, to see that, that that's the honest truth. So. Yeah. Well, then my last question for you, and you told me before the season, and you had a smile on your face when you said it. You said, Alex, this team's really good. You're like, we've got the depth. We've got the experience. We've got young talent to keep everyone hungry. How do you keep the group that hungry? How do you keep them not only hungry, but humble as well, knowing that, hey, you've got a full Big Ten season ahead of you. You still got a trip to Columbus ahead of you, obviously, as well. You're going to Champaign. I think you're even headed to Evanston for that Northwestern match as well. How do you keep the, you know, obviously you want to capture this excitement, this momentum, move it forward. How do you go about doing that over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, no, that's that's the million dollar question for sure. But, um, you know, I, I feel like um, this is a humble group. They've mm-hmm. been through, it hasn't always been, you know, at the top of the mountain for these guys. They know what it's like Um to lose a lot of these and for their season to end early like it did last year. I think, um, to be honest, I think part of it, you know, not being able to play a conference, a non-conference schedule last year, I think has really made them hungrier um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, our goals are, are pretty big, you know, and and they know that. So we we always talk about, you know, focus on what's in front of you. I know the cliches coaches give, but we really try and and do that. Um, so we we celebrate. I always tell them, celebrate things in your life. It, it's so important to, to do that and enjoy. But, you know, we always go to the next day and, and we go, okay, what's next? And that's, yeah. and we have talks about it and, and we move forward because I know, um, you know, the, Benny's been there, and I fortunately have been there uh, at Pepperdine um, at the end. And I know these guys, uh, that's the goal. Um, if we don't make it, we're going to fight for that. And and I think they keep that eye on the prize, so it, it helps them to 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 move forward. And, and the, you know, we have a lot of respect for every team out there and, and what college tennis has you know, become it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it's it's so deep. We know that. So we're we're looking forward, man. And you know, for sure. But it's it, it's definitely with you know with the younger guys. It's always a challenge. Like, hey, like you know, we're practicing today. We're practicing hard. We're gonna hold you accountable. You hold each other accountable. It, nothing changes because we won some matches over great teams. That doesn't change. So. So with that in mind, though, I feel like it's not a, you know, Gandy Dancer sort of sort of victory, but like, you know, or a chop house, but maybe a Jolly Pumpkin. Like, is that Sunday night, you and Mrs. S? Like, is that where we're headed to celebrate this? 
That's a great question. We actually sat at dinner time and we were wondering, we were thinking about, should we go, we, this is true. We were like, yeah. should we go celebrate? Should we not? We actually cooked at home and had a family dinner. <laughs> all right, we are back with Michigan men's tennis head coach, Adam Steinberg. And of course, a thank you to all of you listeners who have heard that now twice, as you heard the first portion of that interview in our weekly episode of The Deciding Point. But now I get to nerd out a bit with you, coach, and ask you about the nitty gritty. And before the season, obviously, we saw the fall of Jacob Bickerstaff how well he played. Did you expect this, though? And I mean, I feel like you're, uh, he's going around the world, right? The goal has to be for him to win a match at every singles flight this season. But when you look for some of the wins, whether it was the win over Nava in Wake Forest, obviously this weekend for him to beat Trotter and you know for him to get that straight set win over Bass as efficiently as he did, you know, there's two ways. There's the sophomore jump and the sophomore slump. He's made the sophomore jump. How? Yeah, he's a great example for any tennis player, especially junior players coming up um, who love tennis, who cannot, you know, he's one of the guys that I, Benny and I, uh, you know, you don't get this too often where you have to like say, hey man, you need to take a break. You need to rest. You need to go away from the court a little bit, but he has committed himself to getting better in the off season, probably as good or better than any player I've ever had. And he loves to compete. He loves to play. And biggest thing for Jacob was to get used to competing and, and playing in the dual match format. I think it took him a while to get used to it. Um, he felt the pressure that, you know, his freshman year that he never felt before um, in terms of, oh, man, I, you know, I, I'm playing now for my, for Michigan, for the alumni, for my teammates. It, it was a lot for him. Um, and this year, you know what, I I didn't know what his record would be. I, I just, we were really confident that he was going to play well, though, because he has shown it. He's been so consistent. In the off season, he had a great fall. He, he, I think, winning, um, you know, that match against Henning at the All American was massive uh, for him um, to show that hey, I can beat a guy that plays two or three for a top team. And um, and Jacob, you know, got comfortable early, and you know, nobody's gonna outcompete him or try harder. That's for sure. You know, he doesn't have the biggest serve or, you know, the best game in the world, but man, he's got a heart the size of Ann Arbor. So it's, yeah. um, when you have that in our sport, it's, it goes a long way. So no, we, you know, we're not surprised um, now what he's doing. We feel, you know, he can play at many different positions and, and compete and, and, and do great. So really happy for him um because if there's one kid that deserves it for sure it's it's jacobs i'm pretty sure the forehand he hit at 30 all in that 5-4 game second set against trotter was also the best forehand he's ever hit i was like i i was like come on man like where did that come from i was like this guy is yeah it's jack sock 0.85 i'm like this guy is just out of this world right now yeah, no, that was great. He was down love 30, I believe, in that yeah. game. There was a lot of pressure. And he, I know he's looking up at the scoreboard and it's close. And and um, those four points really were 
um, a big change for Jacob and a, um, that was a great way to end it. And I, he did come up big with those forehands at the end for sure. Yeah, no, that was money. And then, you know, again, we, we've talked about uh, him before, but I, when I look at Andre and I know how injured he was at the start of this season and just, you know, the wrist and just all these different things, not being able to hit through the backhand. But I always go back to that start of his freshman season where he was clinching everything, right? Comes back against Texas A&M and is just playing all of these ridiculous matches. And you almost wonder if that sort of experience in your first two, three months on the job, if it spoils you, right? If you're like, well, this is what I want to be doing sorry to call out this school, I don't care about Indiana mid-April. Like, it's like that match irrelevant to me. I want to be playing at these high-stakes match. And, you know, to quote Dick Vitale, it feels like Andre can at times be a primetime performer, right? Where on the right days, you know what you're going to get from Andre. At the same time, there are other times when he, I don't want to say struggles with the motivation, but maybe you're not going to get the best of Andre. That said, these past three weeks, we have unequivocally gotten the best of Andre. And for him to, you know, beat Aguilar at TCU, for him to beat Kingsley the way he did, and then to be up on Boyton, is it health? Like, what is it a reinvigoration? What's clicked for him? Yeah, the health. I, yeah. He he gets very frustrated, and, and rightfully so. He's been dealing with these wrist injuries for a long time. He had surgery last at the end of last season. And then, you know, on the left wrist and then the right wrist started to hurt him as well. Um, you know, Stai loves these dual matches. He loves it. He, it, you know, he, he's such a great player that when he's, you know, when it brings out the best in him, he can play at, with anybody. Um, but the, He's starting to feel better. He still has some lingering things going on, um, but that that's the biggest thing for him. It, it, it There were times where he couldn't even practice, like he'd practice 45 minutes during the week, and then he would go and play a dual match. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he would feel no rhythm, and he would get frustrated. And, you know, it's, it was understandable for sure. But when he's feeling good and his, and his health is right, um, he loves it, man. He loves, he loves to compete. He, he's, um, it brings out the best in him and it's fun to watch. He's, a, you know, his skill set is unreal. So, um, you know, right now, like I said, he, he's, he's feeling better, I think, than he has all year. And, and then you see what he does out there, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, always, constant with him and keeping him healthy and he knows that and he's he's working hard on it though he's he's in rehab every day he's trying to um because i know he he hates feeling that way and going out on the court um so yeah uh, you know we look forward to to a great uh i don't know what you call it second half or yeah. you know to our season with him for sure no i i think the ross is too strong in him i think he's just become a rosser i think he's checking the market far too frequently instead of you know again he's got to type in the new investments as opposed to letting that risk he has some high high level conversations on the bus rides yeah over, my head. Yeah, Way over exactly. my head i'm like look i don't need to hear about gold as a commodity andre i just need you to be gold <laughs> out there on the court okay uh but yeah. no he has a I, lot of interest I, he's yeah. got a lot of interest for sure no he's an interesting guy and you know yeah. again i do think and we've talked about this with fenty before although i think he's taken it to another level this season and we mentioned it earlier with maloney 
and I asked you this before we started the interview. I like to think one Alex Gruskin is worth like a hundred normal fans. That said, you had you know four hundred ish, if not more, in the Varsity Tennis Center uh, on Friday for that Ohio State match, and obviously a great crowd as well against Baylor on Sunday. Yeah. A, what the hell, man? Like, come on! Like you had you again the one year I'm not in Ann Arbor. This is what's going down. But talk to me about getting that community buy-in, especially after a year where we weren't able to have any of that at the VTC. Yeah, first thing is, where were you? I sent you an invite. I should have sent you an invite. Um, Yeah, the crowd support's been awesome. Like we, Ohio State obviously brings out you know the community. It always does. But I was so um proud of you know the crowd we had on sunday against baylor i thought it was great it was a beautiful day for ann arbor in march i don't know for floridians but for us it was really (laughs) nice um and it means a lot i you know i've gotten so many emails and i walk through the facility and everyone's really excited and and the guys feel it and it's um and they deserve they deserve that support they for sure um in the way that they're fighting for Michigan and for each other. And it's been fun. I mean, those, I always tell the guys never take it for granted, man. You know, we, especially, um, it goes so fast. So yeah, the crowd support's been awesome. I mean, we, we love playing at home. We always have, um, but it's been great. And, you know, the, the women had a, you know, our women's program's awesome with Ronnie and Taryn and, and they get they they get great crowd support as well. So it's really cool to see. And and even after their match on Sunday, they had a match early. We played after to, to have people. It was a long day of tennis at, at the VTC and for them to come out was was really cool. I looked up halfway through the doubles and I was like, oh, man, this is this is great. Uh, you know, and it invigorated the team for sure. Well, let me be clear. I saw our 7-0 win over Purdue. And in fact, we were on the call for it here on our Cracked Rackets Red Zone. If you want to know why I wasn't there on Friday or Sunday, it's because unfortunately now I have a real job, coach. I don't like yeah. it either. Uh, yeah, but they've, <laughs> yeah, your other Big Ten coaches, they're plotting against us. They're like, how do we get Gruskin not in Ann Arbor? Let's have him on the call. Yeah, let's let's have him do other things. I know things. you have a real job. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank Always. you. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was tooth and nail there for a little bit. You know, we weren't, we weren't quite sure, but yes, I appreciate that. And no, again, to see the crowd, it speaks to what you guys have built. And, you know, I think there's a couple of measurements of a program, how you establish yourself top 16, top 10 moving forward. Certainly one of them having the crowd buy in the other, being able to get freshmen and have them plug and play. And now obviously Gavin Young is not your standard freshman, given the fact that his father, Jeff, had coached at Minnesota for all those years. He's been around college tennis his whole life. There are, you know, maybe five people in the world better prepared for college tennis than Gavin Young is entering his freshman year. That said, to have a freshman at one point was the team leader in singles wins between the fall and the winter. Not sure if that's still the case, but to have him, you know, contributing in doubles right away as well. And just the size of a Styler Young team. I just, I love it that you have six, two, six, four guys. You're like, here's a lot of arms. Here's a lot of serve. Good luck beating that. Talk to me about what he's been able to do here in this freshman season, what those contributions have meant. You can fit three of Gavin into <laughs> Stido. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't, you know, weight, it's a combined. Yeah, it's a combined 350 pounds, and I think we know that's, where the majority comes from. But it's a lot of arms. Yeah, a lot of arms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gav, uh, you said it. You were right on. I mean, 
I don't think there's anyone that um, had that kind of experience in college tennis his whole life. He's been going to college tennis matches since he was born. And so he um, he's not your typical freshman in that regard. He, he understands it. He gets it. He's, he's experienced it. He, you know, he redshirted last year, but he was able to still uh, be a part of a team at Minnesota. And, um, and he's a really good player. I mean, he, another guy that loves tennis that, really wants to be good and um, has been, a, I mean, an amazing addition for us, um, you know, in the middle of that lineup. And in doubles, he's improving all the time. We're really happy with how him and Stye have been playing and um, and the height helps, you know, this obviously they're serving big. And um, the one thing Gav can do that is great is that he, his return, I think, is one of the best parts of his game. So that helps a lot. And, um, and he is, you know, fit in so well in every area. Um, and, you know, so it's been great to have him. It's pretty special for me um, because I'm so close to his family, my whole life, pretty much <laughs> my yeah. college tennis life. That is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his dad and I are so close. And so it's, it's been, it's been great. Um and, you know, he's got a great career ahead of him, that's for sure. We just got to get him in the weight room a little more. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Ed, nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, they all need the Bickerstaff body. That's what we're starting to learn. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, when you look at this team, and again, as fun as it is to celebrate everything, obviously I know you're building not only for this season but for the future as well. I know Fenty is technically a senior. I think Maloney is as well. But I believe with the COVID stuff, they would have an extra year of eligibility. Is that something you guys are pursuing already? Is that stuff you're thinking about uh, here this season? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, both are committed to coming back next year. So we are, uh, yeah, no, it's exciting. And, um, you know, obviously they are, you know, they're Michigan tennis. I mean, they... They bleed it. They live and breathe um, every day, and and they both love this program, and we love them and want them back. And so we're excited that um, they're going to get that extra year um, and come back with us. So um, so that's you know that's a huge positive in every way for us yeah. and for them. I I, I really believe that. Yeah, I just, again, I need to make sure Styler doesn't get his grants from the U.S. government to go pro, you know, turn his company into whatever it is. If he gets those <laughs> research grants, he's the only one we'd lose outside of, obviously, Nick Beattie, who's back here this season and delivered yep. the goods at number six all weekend long, delivered the goods in doubles as well. That said, you know, I know you've got some freshmen, whether it be a Zederbauer or whether it be a Nino Schneider, who's a sophomore now, and just, you've got options. You know, we've talked about that depth at that number six spot, and certainly, I feel like you know what you're going to get in Nick. And Nick showed that this weekend, that when the chips are down, he's a guy you can trust to have out there on court. At the same time, as you look through this Big Ten season, should we expect you to continue to play around with, you know, again, that doubles lineup, the five and six spots as you try to get everyone some playing opportunities here and just kind of figure out what's what? Oh, you're asking for the deep secrets. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is from I, Ty. No, we, we got this um, from a listener. This is from at Ty Tucker who has this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean the goal is to. I mean we have, you know, we have some really good freshmen. That, you know, with Will Cooksey and Patorn and and these guys and like you said, Alex and 
Um, Nino's had some injuries lately, but um, he's definitely, you know, part of our rotation. He's definitely a guy that, you know, can play top six, we feel, for any team in the country. Um, so, no, the goal is to um, to get these guys competing, get them in some matches. That's, that's what we want to see. Um, they work really hard. Um, these guys are out here all the time. It, it, you know, I actually was going to – uh, speak to that at practice today, just how well they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. What's that uh, quote? The, the rising tide lifts yeah. all boats, right? They yeah. know it really fits, but they, um, but for sure, you know, we're, we're definitely not set that this is uh, what we're doing every match. We, you know, we're going to try and give opportunities to some, some of these other guys who are working so hard and good players, really good. The depth is, to me, it's always been that way in college tennis. The depth is everything because um, college tennis, it's changed so much. I feel like when I played, you know, I won't say when, but when I played, you know, the top was always so strong and then it, it fell off a little bit in terms of the depth, but now it's, as you know, it's even you probably see it from year to year about how deep these teams are. And so we feel like that's the strength of our team. And and, and we need to try to get these guys, you know, playing some for sure. Arizona lost one player off the roster last season, replaced him with a top freshman in Colton Smith, yeah. and they moved down in the rankings. And it's just like that's where we're at this season. I agree with you. It's, 100%. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. And yep. you, you feel it's a like, great thing. yeah, absolutely. And you feel like, again, I could make two teams out of Wake Forest's roster and like, they're both probably top 25 teams. Like you need to have, you know, eight to 12 guys. And I think, by the way, you owe it to fans everywhere to play a doubles duo of Zederbauer and Aaron Schneider, because just like, does it get better than that from a name perspective? And I would point out during the Wake Forest match, you had Aaron Schneider versus Schneider, which was like. That's true. Like, thank yeah. you. That was a gift yeah. to me, which I will forever be yeah. grateful. I can't believe you remembered that. Yeah, oh, Schneider versus Aaron Schneider? Yeah. Like, that was a full <laughs> bit on the show. How could I forget that? But, yeah. um, no, you talk about that depth. Now things are in play for your team. Like, I think we can be honest. Our team. I'm, the hour is going to slip out here. Uh, you know, certainly with the wins over TCU. Yeah, I've got the M on my chest. The wins over TCU, Baylor, Ohio State, those are all top eight teams. And you've got another shot at Ohio State. Certainly all these Big Ten matches to come as well. Is that something you're thinking about now? Top eight seed, top 16 seed, putting that in play? Or to, I know this is a cliche, do you have to focus it one match, one week, one practice session at a time? Yeah, no, we don't. We don't talk about that at all. Um, we try and put the, I've always tried to put the season in thirds where, you know, you have your non-conference season, that's done. Now we have, um, to us, we're looking at the Big Ten as as the next step, um, step two. And each match is like a tournament for us. It's, you know, the goal is, is um, you know, to, you know, to try and win a Big Ten championship. That's, that's the goal here. So we're looking at each match as the next step towards that. And that's the second step. And then we look at, you know, the, the third step as the postseason. So try to, you know, put it in those categories. And we don't 
ever talk about ranking. We don't talk about seats. We don't, it's never been brought up. I learned my lesson years ago as a young coach on that. And, and, and so we just, that's what we do. Um, Nebraska is next and we're going to fight just like we have um, for every match and approach it really the same exact way. Nothing changes. So. Yeah. yeah, no, I love it. Well then my last two questions for you, and these are the two most important questions I'll ask. When did we become an outdoor team? When did that happen? What did I miss? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that weather in Texas was so nice when we landed. <laughs> the sun was out. And um, yeah, the, you know, our guys, they, uh, to be honest, they, they all love playing outdoors. They yeah. really do. They, were, they get excited about it. So when, when it's like that, it's not like, oh, man, we got to play outside. Oh, no. You know, we've been indoors. They don't look at it that way. I've had some teams that have that. And then you, you would hear the rumblings. Oh, what do you mean we're playing outside? Like even for Baylor on Sunday, I thought I would get, because we played indoors Friday. It rained all day Saturday. We didn't get the practice outside. And and they were all like, no, let's play out. Let's let's do it. You know, they, and I think a big, we always talk about that, you know, if you want to win a national championship, you got to do it outside. And mm-hmm. Um, so I think every chance that we can get, we'll take advantage of to do that. And yeah, they that's that's been great. That they're a great group, you know, regarding that. And they enjoy they enjoy playing out there. So I don't know if you call us an outdoor team, but <laughs> I feel like we, you know, what, whatever we have to do um, out in, no matter what, we're we're ready. You know. Yeah. Somewhere so, Carter Lynn just has a middle finger up to all of us. Yeah. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, why? Where was that during my years? Uh, no. That's exactly right. He does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. There's a wrong answer to this question. Nicer day. 55 in Ann Arbor in March or 85 in Malibu at all times? Oh, man. What a question. <laughs> And I get that a lot. Um, 55 in That Ann first, Arbor. like, sunny March spring day, I don't care if it's only 55. You feel like it's the nicest thing you've yeah, ever Yeah, I'm taking the 55 in Ann Arbor because we um, – 85 in Malibu was 350 days a yeah. year. So it got kind of boring. So when we get a 55 and low wind and not sunny day, um, I think I'm going to take that. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world when you're actually like, again, as a 21-year-old kid, do you want to go for a walk and just be outside? Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's That's worth so it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, last question, I promise. And this is actually the most important thing I'll ask you. Because, look, I, you know, there are some – I will always bleed maize and blue. I think there are two colors that look exceptional on people. I think that, you know, again, that Block M is the most beautiful logo, moniker in all anything, period. That said, who convinced you to go sleeveless this year? Oh, man, I've been getting killed on this. Evan <laughs> King is not happy about our sleeveless. Um, I bet all, their kids are like, hey, can we do that? Uh, <laughs> Evan was like, hey, Steiny, you need to get some of these guys in the weight room before you <laughs> let them wear that. A um, couple guys asked me last year, and... You know, Nike makes them in blue and maize, and some of the guys, you know, are looking good in it, and some we gotta, you know, do some work. But um, we bust it out every once in a while, not all the time. 
Um, so, but we'll keep, we'll keep going with it. It's good motivation for them, you know, when they get ripped on from the fans a little bit, some of the guys and they're like, oh man, all right, I got to get stronger, but uh, we're we're going to continue with it. You're like, Gavin, you're not allowed to wear sleeves anymore. <laughs> like, we need this public shaming is good. No, I told him, I was joking around. I was like, hey, if you guys are going to win, wear whatever you want. I'm like, the more the merrier. It's like, you can, no one can give you, you know, crap for it if you're going to win. Like, then you're sleeveless, but you're good. Yeah, <laughs> they actually decide, the, the guys decide. I, I think Pat's in charge of that, and yeah. they decide what we're wearing. I don't even know what we're wearing until the match starts, so it's always a surprise to me. But if they're... It's work. what we're doing it has been working, so let them, you know, they can keep going with it. See, I figured that was a Yaffe decision. That screams Yaffe to go sleepless. Yeah, Johnny, um, he's more like the business manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they all have um, NIL Zingerman patches. Yeah, that'll be not. Uh, he's not the fashion uh, <laughs> captain. Sir, okay. So. Yeah, it's, again, also something that checks out, um, according to my sources. But again, with all of that said, and no disrespect to any team that's come in the past, obviously that 2018 uh, team will always have a near and dear spot in my heart. But to my memory, and like, you know, I was one years old, or half a year years old I like to think I rooted hard for the 96 team I don't remember them whatsoever in my opinion again as successful of a start from Michigan men's tennis team as I can remember uh, of my conscious fandom and there is just an energy to this group that is very much a reflection of you coach and of course coach Becker as well so congratulations on the early success now we're not satisfied we are still very hungry you know again we got work to do uh, but it's very fun to be in this position and again I know how much work, energy, passion you have put into this program. And as a Michigan alum, immensely grateful for that fact. Congratulations to you, Coach. Fantastic weekend and an outstanding start to the season. Yeah, no, thanks, Alex. Thanks for saying all that. And um, But like you said, a lot of work to do, um, that's for sure. Long season, so, but it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun and um, I really appreciate it. Um, talking to you. This has been great. It's always fun, man. And um, thank you for for all your words, kind words. And um, hopefully, uh, I know the guys appreciate it as well. And um, we're going to keep trying to fight for those teams that you talked about and, and, you know, getting the text messages from, you know, you brought up guys from the 96 team from from way before that i got text messages today from guys that played in the 60s the 70s and mm-hmm. um and you know the and I, and obviously players that i've had here or you know the miles the carters alex knight the gabes all those guys it's it's it, it means a lot so we're always uh fighting and playing for them as well so mm-hmm. thanks again and uh we're gonna keep going we're gonna try of course did you get the victor amaya text uh, no, not yet. Yeah, okay. That's the not one yet. that matters. You know, that's the one we're yeah. keeping score for. But yes, of course, always a pleasure, Coach. Be Thank safe, you. be healthy, and you know, go blue. Okay, appreciate it.
Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Michigan men's tennis head coach Adam Steinberg. A huge thank you to Coach for taking the time to chat. And I know I say this every time we chat. You guys are probably well aware of the fact I went to the University of Michigan as such. I spent a lot of time pestering Coach Steinberg in my younger years before I would say we were as established at Crack Rackets for help and just, you know, trying to get our foot into the industry. And he was always immensely, immensely graceful with his time, always willing to hear me out and, you know, again, entertain any ideas we may have. So uh, I'm immensely grateful and appreciate his guidance through the years. Of course, there are others I could say that about as well, but he was the one we interviewed here on today's show. So again, a huge thank you to Coach, and I know how much this success means to him, the program. Obviously, I will be rooting for them and the team to have health and continued success throughout the remainder of the season. But of course, this is not the only thing we are covering when it comes to college tennis. Yes, it's always enjoyable for me personally to get to talk about my Wolverines, but of course, we recap cap all of the action each and every week as well on our Great Shot podcast feeds uh, from across uh, the country. We have our Deciding Point episodes on Tuesday to talk about all that action for the women. That show, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, live on our YouTube channel. Of course, we talk about the men, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live Thursdays on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. You can hear each of those episodes the subsequent days as podcasts on the Great Shot podcast feed. Of course, we've got broadcasts for you every Friday and Sunday as well. We're talking all things SEC tennis on Friday. You can find those broadcasts wherever, uh, excuse me, on each and every one of the team websites. Of course, Sunday, we have our Big Ten Red Zone broadcast, which is really going to start picking up this week, and you can find those broadcasts on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. Again, we are trying to cover all things college tennis, provide the sport, the platform we know it deserves. If you'd like to support our efforts, you can learn how on our website, CrackedRackets.com. A shout out, as always, to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of the this content possible. A huge shout out again as well to our friends at Swing Vision. You can learn more about them by clicking on the link in the description of this podcast. Of course, use our promo code CRACK20 on sign up as well. But with all that said, for the fantastic Michigan men's tennis head coach Adam Steinberg, our guest today, our super producer Daniel Westoff, our friends at Swing Vision, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. Oh,